with the Bears. Big sports people. Um, sorry. <laughs> Brian, I was going to ask for a pep talk. Can you no, give yeah. like what? No, no. Don't know. be. Hey, look, it's going to happen. The right, Bears. Go. The Bears. Good advice. For, for Bears fans out there, we're, we're down a little bit. We're not out. You know, I think we have a chance of winning the next two, which will put us at three and two. What, yeah. what, what, what do you guys think? What, what, what can, what, you don't have a chance of winning the next two games. Why are you saying that? I'm just being a realist. Come that's, on, the Bears. That is completely They're playing the Broncos. They just gave up 70 points. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They, so they are, have a chance. They, no, they, they are like don't angry listen. badgers. Hey, Chicago, don't listen. The Dad. Bears, the, the, the Broncos lost by they, 70 points they gave up. They're going to be so angry, they're going to come out firing. So the Bears have got to be at a high level. If they don't match that energy, it's going to go down quickly. So they have to find something. They have to, the Bears have got to dig deeper. And they have to find something that's, what are we here for? They've got to answer that question. What are we here for? Are we just going through the motions? Are we going to be doing something special? So be in the Do something room. special. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Bears. Let's go. Come on, Bears. Do something You've special. You've got this. Hey, I believe in you. Do Let's something go. special. Let's go, baby. Let's Make go. Make it happen. All right. So if you uh, you guys weren't able to figure that out, that was um, <clears throat> the guy who plays. It's, it's Brian Cranston and then Aaron. Oh, Aaron Paul. Paul. Aaron Paul. Yeah, thank you. So that was Aaron Paul and uh, Brian Cranston of Breaking Bad fame. They were in an interview, and the interviewer was asking them just basically how they felt about the Bears and uh, the uh, Broncos game this weekend, and they gave their opinion. I just thought that was a cool little clip, so I wanted to share that with you guys. But before we uh, dig into that a little bit and get into this episode, it's important that we do an intro. So I am your host, Omar Delgado, with me, Zachary Stein, also known as Stein, and also Isaac Turgeon, Packers fan extraordinaire. This is the Bear Claw Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Let's get right into it. We lost. Are we the worst team in the NFL now? Yes. <laughs> Isaac yes. Schultz said no. Well, Says yes. the Panthers, Panthers looked pretty fucking bad. With they Bryce looked pretty Allen. bad. All right, so let's give some updates and cleanups. I don't think there was any cleanups from last week, any mistakes that we made or anything, because we're flawless. Um, but we are going to talk about a few things, uh, starting with uh, starting with Chase Claypool. So, last week he made uh, public comments saying that he felt he was not being utilized properly, um, which caused a little bit of drama. And then we found out. I think uh, when did they did they when did they announce it? Was that Friday or Saturday? Uh, I think it was Friday, wasn't it? No, it was not because the team didn't wasn't notified until Saturday. So Saturday we find out he was he was listed as an active and it was he was a healthy scratch, no injuries, no nothing. You can't help but feel like it had to do something with the comments. One hundred percent, it had to do with the comments. Yeah. So since then, <laughs> now we are finding out, uh, according to NFL insider Jordan Schultz, our GM Ryan Poles is looking to trade him possibly for a fifth or sixth round pick to any team who might want him. I have to imagine that list is pretty short, though, given his uh, attitude and play here. Um, so I doubt it. I think for a fifth or sixth round, we might be able to get him. But fo, what a fucking waste! Biggest, biggest, biggest mistake thus far. Yeah, of any of any that Pulse has pulled off in bringing in Claypool for what did we give up the thirty second pick. I think it ended up being the thirty second overall. Yeah. So I mean, okay. Well, I mean, but 
you referenced his comments, right? His comments last week, following last week's game, the frustration, and he felt like he's not being utilized properly. Do, do you agree? Uh, I think it's hard to utilize someone properly when they're not giving effort and when they have a bad attitude. See, but up after week one, weeks two and three, he was absolutely trying harder, and he really was going out there and giving us more than he had. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't think uh, he's totally innocent, though. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, maybe he's not being utilized properly, but also, I mean, what have you shown outside the past two weeks as far as effort and ability? Nothing, I don't, at least to me, nothing that, you know, to me, nothing that makes him, you know, extremely valuable, I think. But, well, I think he uh, positioned himself to be valuable when he wasn't with the Bears. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, his yeah. performance when he was with the Steelers was good. It was yeah. above good. So there are huge issues here related to Eberflus and his handling of all yeah, of this. Yeah, I, I think this is a little bit – yeah, it's starting to show that – this thing is starting to fall apart at the seams, you know, where it's like – I think, and I think this is the start of it. Is him of him losing the locker room and this and Claypool will be more willing. I think he's probably one of the ones more willing to speak out against the organization and against you know maybe even the coaching. Well, so, I get the feeling from talking with DJ Moore. Have you listened to his stuff? Yeah, he's pretty frustrated too. And you can tell by the tone and the way that he answers questions and the face facial expressions he gives. Yeah, I'm taking a lot of what he has going on with his general vibe and what he's putting off. And not just what he's saying, but what he's not saying. Yeah. <laughs> like that he can't afford to do to just come out and say what, what Chase has said. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. But I also get a feeling that he might actually also agree with some of it. Like sure. I mean, that's just that's my interpretation of it. Yeah. And that's and I mean, why I think that there's a lot going on that yeah, we're not privy to. Aware of. When we would be if we had hard knocks. Uh, God damn it, give us hard and knocks. And I think also like uh, the first and second picks. That's like fine. you're saying yeah, like you're saying, um, What's not being said is is just as important, and I think we have yet to hear a truly positive, a truly positive, unprompted good thing about the coaching staff or the calls being made. Moving on from Claypool, though, it's uh, another update we got is that Tevin Jenkins is going to be returning from injured reserve, so that's good. Uh, hopefully, he can come back. Hopefully, he can play and he can just you know jump right back in and not miss a step. Although he probably will <laughs> miss at least one step. He hasn't played an NFL game since last year at least not one that wasn't preseason so there's probably going to be some rust there we also found out that matt eberflus matt eberflus announced that he's going to be calling the defense the rest of the season if he's with us the rest of the season <laughs> i was just going to say we should edit that to say the rest of his season <laughs> all right so that's it for the updates let's get into our our um our recap of week four bears versus broncos uh in general how did you how did you feel about this game how do you feel now I will go back to, I think, my comment about I feel like the coaching staff uh, is not supportive of Fields. I do believe that the game scheme for this was more in his favor, and it should have been, as seeing as they were going against one of the worst defenses in the league, this was supposed to be like a, a game where we could actually get some things to click. And I think we did. I think we saw some things click. It was nice to see the run game get gain some good traction. The O-line did what they needed to. Um, 
Fields came out and was executing, executing, executing. I mean, we had what twenty six first downs, which is I think yep. that like I think that like tripled what we got in the last game. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, man. I, I if you ask me about the first three and a half quarters, <laughs> yeah, like, that was fucking exciting. It, it was, was great. Good to see, good yeah, to see like what we could be. It was good to see the potential. Um, and it was good to, for, and it was good for Fields to you know walk out and and lead, you know. He looked to, he looked confident, and he played yeah. even more confident. Absolutely, he did. And, and I think uh, one of the big criticisms that he's had is not taking what's there. And at least from what I saw, it looked like he very he dropped back. He saw something was open, and he just fucking zipped it. It and looked I, like I he made the reads really much better in this. It looked absolutely. I mean, he looked so confident, and I loved it. It yeah. Starting off the game was I was having so much fun. I actually I loved mean, sixteen the, uh, straight passes, sixteen straight completions. He broke a record. That's yeah, that's a good the record, longest finally, streak. Yeah, right? yeah, good record. <laughs> that's the longest streak uh, of completions in Bears history, mm-hmm. uh, which is impressive. Um, being able to see some of the others, you know, Mooney had stepped up and had some good receptions i think he had like six or seven yeah uh, for decent yardage and um uh, but being able to see you know Saint brown out there was fantastic i love watching him play um i wish he got more time i'm glad he got a little bit more action in this one an opportunity and he had that hell of a catch i mean and i think part of that and then dj moore right he had was out there with 131 yards this game most that he's had is a bear and then Every- you know, I, <laughs> I think that he's uh you could see that all of them, and then Cole Komet, right? He Cole Komet did great, yeah. Two TDs, uh, made some really good catches, a um, couple of decent blocks. Like, I mean, he looked good. How do you feel overall about Cole Komet? I like Cole Komet. I think that he has a ton of potential, and he's got the right attitude. He has mm-hmm. like, I love listening to his post game stuff, and um, yeah, it would be great if we could get him clicking as much with Fields because he is he is physical, he is aggressive. Um, I I think he could be a hell of a fucking tight end in this in this industry, and uh, I think he just needs to really find the reason to step up into that and put in that extra time and literally just bro down with with his quarterback almost exclusively for a while. You sure. Know? You, you get that with, with Gronk and Brady. You get that with Kelsey and Mahomes. Like that's, that's just what you got to do. Yeah. You know? So, but I, I like him. I thought that he, he had a hell of a game. Um, yeah. I, I still have faith in Cole Komet. I think the battle for whatever reason, Bears fans just don't stick with him, at least online. It seems like they're always pretty quick to, to bash him. And I've seen him, uh, other people, pretty. other people breaking it down too. He is so pretty. Uh, he's too pretty. That's the he's problem. so Chicago pretty. He is pretty so nice. pretty. That's, yeah. That's the issue. Um, but and I've seen other people too, like you know, analysts and stuff, break it down and and really harp on him and not and say he's pretty much just bad. But uh, yeah, I still have faith in Cole Komet. I still really like Cole Komet, maybe because of how pretty he is. But I also just think he's a great piece to have, and I think him and Justin have grown together. It's been cool seeing them, you know, this far. And I think if they can really lock that in, it'd be really great. My my biggest frustration came when the Broncos adjusted to the scheme and the scheme didn't adjust back. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. anything, they went more conservative again. And I was like, bitch, what makes you think that we can ever be conservative? About yeah, we like have this? to be aggressive here. Well, especially, I mean, you, 
they got 70 put on them last week and you put your points on them in the first half. Why would you not keep trying to, you know, keep yeah. the gas going, keep your front gas they, that going the, the call, instead of the call style went back against, against Justin again. And that like, was, that was something I was thinking too. I was watching going in the first half. I was like, okay, we saw this, the, 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 the plays and stuff. This is going really well. And then I started thinking Sean Payton has had a, a, a pretty, a really good career. And I knew he was going to adjust. And I knew too, I was like, is, is he going to, is Iberfus going to adjust? Are we going to be able to, you know, adjust back? And like you said, we, we didn't, that didn't happen. But I, I, I felt good about this game. I felt great. It was great watching Justin get, uh, be confident. It was great watching the Bears have fun again. It was great watching the Bears fans get to have fun and smile and, and laugh and then get rowdy for, you know, for three quarters. It was it was great. I was I was having a great time, and I was just like, "This is this is what we've been waiting for. This is what I expected us to be uh, three games ago at the beginning of the season." But it took us four games and playing against one of the worst teams in the league to get going. <laughs> Very mixed bag on this one. It this is the first time that I have felt hopeful mm. in what I've seen from the execution of some of our quote-unquote playmakers. Yeah. Right? We actually got to see some of the playmakers make fucking plays. Mm. And we absolutely should have because it was the goddamn Broncos who are a travesty right now as well. So this was supposed to be a game where we would be able to see people um, come out and show out. And I think for the most part, they did. Absolutely. Yeah. Minus think, a couple of plays. <laughs> yeah. Minus, yeah. So I'm with you on the mixed bag thing because the, the loss sucked, but before and even now I, I don't feel it sucks that we lost it sucks that we're on four but I it is in them play that play together the way that they did was really great i don't know if this is like a defense mechanism you know like a survival <laughs> mechanism of yeah. like no i see hope you know i see <laughs> yeah <laughs> like and it very well could be this is it's it's my response to trauma right yeah um yeah. but i mean fields going 16 of 17 in the first half yeah, sixteen straight completions, and the only incomplete she had came on that on a hail mary. That hail mary, yeah. you know, that, Like, do you know what the odds are of making a hail mary, but like completion on a hail mary? Pretty I'm sure that bet. stat is out there, but yeah. it, it's not in favor of the quarterback. <laughs> I know that. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, given that, like, that, Jesus, that's fucking awesome. And then going into the second half, you know, through the second half, he was twenty three or twenty four still. You know, so it was. Yeah. I mean, he. I, that first half was fantastic. The the run game finally caught, you know, was finally working. Herbert yeah, we were finally able to establish game. it. Yeah. Um, Fields still did not have many carries, but he definitely extended the play a couple more times. You can yeah. tell that they were, they were trying to leverage him a little bit better, at least in the first half. And honestly, the Broncos defense did not have an answer for it. No. He was he put them apart. The field, yeah. Uh, with two of their starting safeties out. Like, that's. That he, he did Prime what he should have done. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. He took he advantage of it. Um, and it Is just he... didn't seem like Russell Wilson could keep up. Yeah. In the first half. He's a shadow of his former self, I think. I mean. He's definitely still above average. You know, yeah. he can still. He can hang in there long enough. And he's also been in the league long enough. He's been through so much. Like, he, he knows how to yeah. outlast. Right. Sure. And I think that ultimately by the end of the game, that's what ended up happening. He yeah. just kept with it. And yeah, he wasn't great, but he he did what he did his job. He did what he needed to. Yeah. I think McLaughlin did, uh, did a really great job too. He, uh, yeah. came in, he came in for the running back 
that was uh, their starting running back that was hurt. And I think McLaughlin, he was, he just had a great, you know, great runs and Is great he, yards after con- uh, after contact too. Do you know much about him? I don't. I don't. Not I, didn't, I have no idea who the like, fuck this guy was, honestly. Yeah. Uh, oh, so Jaleel McLaughlin is a rookie out of Young State. Uh, that's why. Yeah, Youngstown know. State. So um, nice. Holy shit! I did not realize this. Sorry. Go can ahead. I share his stats yeah, yeah. real quick? Yeah, hit me. Um, seventy-two rushing yards on seven carries for ten point three average. Uh, catching all three targets for an additional thirty-two yards and a touchdown. So the Broncos gave him the game ball. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Probably because he's the only one who like delivered regularly <laughs> throughout good. the game for them. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. So yeah, great first half, even a great third quarter. Uh, but things kind of started to fall apart as we got later into the game and started getting closer to the end. You could feel the excitement shifting. You could mm. feel it became a little that pit in your stomach of like, oh, they're no. gonna screw this up too. Like they're gonna find a way. Yeah, you could you could feel <laughs> it. Find a way. I don't know when this coaching staff is gonna learn the lesson of letting Justin Fields be Justin Fields, like the whole fucking game, the entire game. Yeah. Don't <laughs> unleash the dog in the first half and then chain him back up in yeah. the second. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, especially when you know that your defense is hurting and can't apply any pressure, even to fucking russell wilson yeah we, this is a game we absolutely should have been able to show out on put, applying pressure and changing the defensive scheme yeah we have a defensive-minded head coach who's making all the calls now like i i don't understand how you can't hold on to a 28 to 7 lead yeah you know which brings us up to i think at that point the the couple of big plays the big issues right that that ultimately ended up costing us the game yep the first one being a Justin Fields fumble off of a naked boot. Uh, we were talking earlier that I don't think that was his fault. I think he no, maybe he could have made call. I think it was just against yeah. the scheme, against a good play call yeah. from the defense. You know what I mean? It was a just good play call from the Broncos. Yeah, just a bad matchup. And I think there's not much you can do. I remember hearing an announcer that was commenting on it being like, oh, Fields didn't feel him coming off of the edge. No, and I'm like, there's no game. way. What is he going to have, spidey sense? You can't feel that. There's not a quarterback in the league that's going to know and feel that person coming. Literally, all he, he turned around, the guy was right in his face. And he, I mean, he tried to get rid of it, I think. And that's part of why, you know, the fumble happened. And then even then, after that, he had great, he, he chased him down all the way to the t- to the uh, end zone, trying to get the tackle, trying mm-hmm. to stop the, uh, the fumble and the score, the scoop and score. Yeah. No, I, So I even think, then, uh... still just great effort. And, I just I don't put yeah, that on Fields. He easily could have just stood there or yeah. laid there, you know, and he didn't. No, he 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 did hustle, and that's something that I appreciate. And those are those little things that like I I want to see. And it a big piece for me here was listening to I mean dozens of analysts and many of whom are former quarterbacks from the NFL who who would say like nine times out of ten, you're that is going to be a fumble. That's what's going to happen. Like that's what's going to happen. It's a naked boot and there's nothing you can do when you get that pressure from both sides like that. Like it does not matter. It's going to happen. Yeah. They're like, unless he happened to like, know he was right there to be able to tuck that ball very carefully. Yeah. It's just, they're like, I would have dropped it too. That, you know? So um, again, I think my big thing is not making excuses for fields at all for this one 
I don't think that that one is necessarily his fault uh, because I think it was just a bad play call versus a great play call. Like yeah. That the, the matchup just was a hundred percent. I think he gets, I think he gets graded on a harsher scale too. And I mean, maybe that's because he hasn't, you know, shown as much as maybe other great quarterbacks in the league have shown, but I do think it's like quarterbacks are going to fumble. Quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions. Quarterbacks are going to make bad decisions. Sometimes it's just part of the game. Uh, and so I think the issue with this one is the severity of when it happened, right? Yeah. Like that's, it's the timing. Sure. It, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, I don't know if you watched the chiefs jets game, you know, Zach Wilson actually had a shot at beating the fucking chiefs yeah. and blew it. Yeah. You know? And that's, and it, it happens. I mean, he's it, a it young guy happen, too absolutely. though, you know, and, but like, but it happens in the biggest moment. Sure. And that's, and that's, that's what people remember. Issue. Yeah. Exactly. That's fair. Is can you deliver in the biggest moments? Cause if you can't, are you going what are we to be you for? Yeah. one are you of the be better it? ones? Yeah. You know, and that's going to be the difference maker between the greats and the have-beens mm. is Could are you able to perform and execute and deliver in those situations? And so far, unfortunately, Fields has not been able to do that. Yeah. Now, I don't think he's been put in great positions holistically throughout his career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, like I feel like he gets put in that position a lot more mm. than he should. Yeah. Um. You know, it should not be every single game that he is like in a, oh, this is it or nothing moment. Justin, you have to save us like or, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. There's only so much that you can do for this organization. And that's why, yeah, I think you're right. I think he, he does absolutely take a harsher um, critique from people. Mm. So with naked bootlegs, are they intended to have only four defensive rushers? Or if you see a fifth one, do you kind of can it and go to a different one? Because they had like clear five rushers on the line. And that last one was the one that went untouched. Like all the all the blockers were taken up. I mean, I don't see how schematically that guy's going to get covered. So with your naked bootleg, he he it's supposed, I believe, that the tackle is supposed to get a chip basically just enough just enough to bump him off the route. Like, and I know, I know that that did not happen. <laughs> he came through completely untouched. And I want to say that it was right. Who like owned that, who who like basically said, like, I absolutely should have had something there. Um, and the, unfortunately that's the design of the play is, is like you, you're susceptible to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, and if you don't get that extra second, which a lot of times is all Justin Fields needs, is just that one extra second to either get around or at least recognize it. Which is know, why it's not necessarily out. like a bad play to have in the playbook when you have someone like Fields. It's just you need to make sure that you are executing all of the other spots yeah. exactly how you're supposed to. Mm. And it just got missed. It got missed. And I think that, you know, again, that comes down to the age issue, right? Like, right is. A rookie. Mm. Uh, he, I think he's really good. Yeah, I think he's far above average for rookie ta- offensive tackles. It's just unfortunately because of the offensive line that he's a part of. You, it is so easy to like spot what he's missing in his toolkit uh, as a rookie. You know, there's things that he absolutely has to work on, and like. He also is the one responsible for missing the the block on the fourth and one. 
you know, and again, yeah, okay. that's... I see it now. There's a tight end to the right of Komet, and he didn't do anything. He just went straight off the line. I think he probably should have gotten a chip. At least. Someone is supposed to get a chip there, and I believe that they're supposed to like shift down a little bit. He went straight into um, running a route that, that tight end, I think, yeah. didn't he? If I'm trying to remember, Ooh, so. it wasn't Komet. It was was it Tanyan? It must have been Tanyan. Might have been, Komet yeah. was in motion coming under the line. Yeah. That's who. That's who was like the first read too. That would have been an easy like ten yards, but yeah, I think someone just missed the chip. Right there. So that fourth and one that you were mentioning is that this one that uh, this one that's so noted here. One, it's really fourth and half. Because there was wasn't it like go ahead sorry. It half. was like fourth and half a yard. Yeah, right. Fourth and half a yard is what we needed. We were set up. We either go for the field goal or. We try to get the first down. There's three minutes left, a little under three minutes. If we get the first down, at that point, we're basically the game would be ours. Mm-hmm. Like, right, like we could control the clock and it would be a nice, easy chip kick for Santos that w- w- theoretically we should have won. Thir- we should have been the ones winning 31 to 28. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where a lot of people are having the big conversations this week of was that the right call to go for it yeah. instead of kicking the field goal? Yeah. Where do you land? I land in the camp of, yes, I think it was the right call to go for first, mostly because we'd been pretty successful with the run game. And we'd been successful with the run game, and the defense had not been successful in stopping, in stopping their, yeah. Denver, especially in the second half. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you need to do is, yes, Russell Wilson may be the shadow of his once amazing self. However, even his shadow is better than the average quarterback in this league. Sure. Give giving him and Sean Payton a two minute drill against a defense that cannot stop that them. I don't. That not, yeah. I don't have faith in that. Yeah. Um, having the running capacity that we had shown throughout the game, even in the second half when we were not able to like ac- execute and earn, you know gain as much points and such, but we were still able to like get out there and run some pretty good plays and like hold the ball for a bit. And like still have a decent time of possession, but eventually just get stopped, right? Yeah. But I still was like, well, fuck it, go for it. Why the thing I don't agree with is the play call that they the play selection that they used for it. Yeah. Why go out a shotgun when you know that the Philly special that they used the last couple of weeks works? Is, like, yeah. Get under center, fucking push it. And if you it, do it right, it's shown itself to be unstoppable to the point of people being like, we should ban it. Justin Fields right yeah. there. Why would you not do that? They've also been running that weird tight end sneak. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Of, oh, of, I love it. That's, do you that's like that? That's special. Yeah. Okay. That's, oh, is that what you're talking that, about? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought the Philly it. was a, QB, a, a QB sneak. As a former tight end, I fucking love that. Really? Thing. Like, it's just cool to see guys like yeah. being able to. Like, I don't know. I feel like, like it seems like it's really easy to you have to have the right and stuff, and you have to have the right um, personnel for that. Sure. I think for sure. Yeah. Um, but like, because Kansas City does similar things with Kelsey, where he'll take a direct snap, but he'll also hand off too. You know, so it's yeah. like it's, and I think that the percentage on whether he hands off or whether he takes it is. Almost a 50 50. So it's literally intentionally that probably, yeah, like who's going to get it supposed to do. Yeah. So fair. I don't know. Um, but why, why would you not take it under center and push for the half a fucking yard? Yeah. Foot and a half. Like that's what you need. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just so for me, that's where I land. What about you? 
I see where you're coming from. I don't know. I but maybe it's just my bias and you know my me being sick of Matt Eberflus at this point and wanting to uh, just bash him for any decision he makes. But I initially didn't feel like it was a great decision. I mean, I think. But I, I can see where you're coming from, and I guess thinking about it, it, it's not totally unreasonable and not a terrible call, considering that our defense had not been able to stop them, and considering that uh, we had been doing pretty good offensively against them in general, and had a pretty good amount of first downs. So, yeah, I mean, initially, I, like I said, I just I didn't agree with it, but I can see I can see where you're coming from. I can see it not being a terrible decision. I just I don't know. I just <laughs> it's just Matt Eberflus. I'm just so annoyed, annoyed with him at this point, and just done. I just am sick of him. But I, I mean, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know. Maybe they would have, uh, like you're saying. I mean, they could have given giving Russell Wilson and Sean Payton two uh, two pretty two people who have cemented themselves in the NFL in the minds of NFL uh, people as greats in their positions. Maybe that's not such a good idea, giving them the ball with two minutes left. So giving them the ball with two minutes left against a defense that has literally been walked all over the majority of the second half. Yeah, and the majority <laughs> of the season. Like, yeah, so in my, in, I think that's the reason that I'm like, fuck it, go for it. But but do it with the right play call. Yeah, don't do it just uh, up the middle with <laughs> and a shotgun. If, yeah, that's the thing. The shotgun thing from too, a shotgun. was really, I was not, I was like, okay. And then there's a missed block. <laughs> when is that ever, who ever does and that? Done. Yeah. And so f- for me, it's, that was my issue. Granted, even on a, if they had made a better play call, they still could have missed that block. Yeah. So who knows yeah right yeah if they had gotten it yeah we wouldn't even be having this conversation we'd be talking about how how gutsy and ballsy (laughs) yeah yeah and how it how it really shifted it would have really shifted the you know and that's why that's why i still that's why i have to say i agreed with going fair because at this point we fucking needed it and think about the excitement that we had going throughout that game up until that point you know it's like we need to earn it back we need to show that we can we can rise up to these moments and to these occasions, uh, and, and especially at home, especially in front of our crowd, yeah. And finalize this thing. And so, yeah, I was totally in support of it. We didn't get it. Cool. Okay. Well, then make a stop. Defense didn't make a stop. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, well, then what makes me ever think they would have made the stop to begin with if we had gone for the kick? You know, <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't. Yeah. The, Th- that that piece is what remains the same in either of those versions sure. of that argument. The defense, so to me, the, yeah, going for it made sense. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Of yeah, I get you. That's fair. Because uh, not just that, not only would we have gone for a field goal if necessary, but we still would have had potential to actually score another touchdown. Yeah, you know. So yeah, who knows? So final mistake, the one that pretty much sealed the game was Justin Justin Fields' interception. He was trying to pass the Cole Komet. Uh, and so that, that interception pretty much sealed the game. But uh, I don't think that was uh, – that's another one that I don't discount too much. And I don't think that's a fatal – I don't think that's a fatal – like I don't think it was a fatal mistake or just like a crazy screw up on Justin Fields' part or on Cole Komet's part. I just think it was a slight miscommunication between the two of them. And uh, I mean the ball wasn't placed horribly or whatever. It just – you can just tell Cole, Cole Komet kept going where Justin Fields thought he was going to stop. And there's not much you can do about that. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. You know, it's, it's, uh, in listening to the post game interviews with both of them, uh, Fields broke it down very, he owned it for sure. Mm. 
um, as he should. You know, he's the leader. He that that's that's part of leadership. Is the, unfortunately, ultimately, what ends up happening if you're the general? Yeah, right? you take what the, ends up happening is it's like, on you. Is on you, and that's part of the responsibility of being in that position. Um, but. He made the comment that Komet ran the route how he should have, mm. how he was supposed to. His feeling with how they were clicking and how everything had been going and based on the moment and like what ended up happening during the play, the coverage that shifted during the play was that the safety sat back. Was that the safety sat back so that he thought Komet would be able to like basically run and sit right just where he was right, right where he needed to, uh, which is where he placed the ball. And Komet actually was running basically what the textbook would tell you to do. And I think that's where we had, were discussing this, this. This highlights just how young and inexperienced these guys are um, with each other, especially, mm. right? Like they don't have that connection that we get from Brady and Gronk that we got or got from them that we get from Kelsey and Mahomes of – Oh no, I know that 98% of the time I'm going to be running this, but the rest of the time I'm just going to make shit up because in that moment I need to. That's when I know him. that I'm the fucking guy that's going to be the one to do it. He's going to need to we need to get on that same page, that same wavelength. And I don't think they've spent enough time together yet to have that. I think they were really feeling it that day. They were really <laughs> yeah. clicking. Again, this is one of those moments if it had gone the other way. We'd be talking about great how great call. chemistry they had, how exactly. you know how they're really clicking and now, and how it's. If great. anything, they probably would. No one would have known that he didn't run that the he wasn't route if he had changed it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so until they discussed it in the post game interviews, yeah. And um, unfortunately, this was one of those ones that you know Fields took ownership for, but Komet did too on his end. He said, "Look, man, that's just a that was a miscommunication." On, on our part and we need to get that down um you know he, i know why he threw where he threw and uh i know why i ran where i ran and i think i think i think that's him needing to be able to go against what is coached into him the rest of the time yeah right so all right so that sealed the game yes. that gave the broncos the win can can you guess who was the last person to hold a record for most consecutive completions to start a game for I, Chicago Bears? I saw this name. I can't remember it. I saw it a few times, though. So. It was in Talked 2000. As Shane, Shane D, Shane Dor, Darwell. Shane. The fuck was the quarterback in 2000? Shane Matthews. Shane Matthews. The GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some, give me some deets on Shane Matthews. Oh, is there something I'm missing here? I'm, I was gonna say because I'm not. <laughs> I've never heard that name in my entire I, life. I didn't even know that was a Bears quarterback. Okay, hang on a second. Get rid of all this shit. Shane Matthews, he was a Gator. What are you talking about, Whoa, dude? Whoa, he's a Florida Gator. <laughs> yep, just saw that. He he's an old Gator. <laughs> yeah. was, here's, that was before I started. Why I became a Gator fan when I was like. Oh, he would have been right after I, I, or right before I became one. I was like seven when I saw six, six when I saw my first six about to turn seven when I saw my first Gator football game on TV. Wow! And they were doing the Gator Chomp, and that's the reason that I, like, you know, as a, as yeah. a little kid, I was like, oh, that's so cool, you know, like that. I don't know. So, so that was before your time, um, then, huh? 
He was the SEC Player of the Year in '91 and '92 for the Gators. I can't believe you didn't know that. That's, that's I feel like that's common knowledge. Oh yeah, common knowledge. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Crazy. He's coming at you hard today. Uh, all right. So we lost the game. I I want to go into. I want to go into Justin Fields and then overall the organization, and then I think naturally well, we're going to go into. Yeah, 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 look, this is a family friendly podcast, okay? You need to watch watch your mouth about how oh. you're talking about going into Justin Fields. All right, okay, here we go, here we go. But I wanted to talk about Justin Fields, and then I think it'll, and then talk about the organization overall, and I think naturally we'll go towards the coaches. But I, where, uh, where, where do you think this puts us? Besides, I mean, uh, besides the bottom of the league. <laughs> Well, man, I don't know. I feel I feel for Fields. Did you see him? He looked defeated, man. That's got it's gotta all be so the, tough, dude. Even like the reporters coming out of the locker room, they were like, "We've been in locker rooms where people are just like, what the fuck just happened? How did this happen? Like just like those like thousand yard stares, yeah. you know, just of like being a million miles away, and they're like." This might be one of the worst ones I've ever experienced. Some, I think someone was saying that he reporter. was, yeah, someone was saying that he was still in there like half an hour after the game, just like still, in his gear. pads, full gear, just like spaced out. Yeah. And can you blame him? No. You this know, is like, so difficult, Think about man. how fucking good he did through yeah, this game. and to still come up short. And it still wasn't good enough. You know, like that's... 14 losses the the broncos are the 14th straight team to score 25 plus points on the bears more nfl history. first team in nfl history hey we're in the record books baby like uh like it just yeah like you got it, it from his point of view being like, and we only got one sack and it was a split sack it, no one even got a full credit to that <laughs> yeah. it was a split and it was i just uh, like that's I don't blame him. I feel for him. I yeah. personally, I hope to God that he can go back and look at the game film film and see how, how good he did. Good he yeah. Did. And I hope that the rest of the team can also do that. Be rest like, of the offense. Right. Yeah. This is... Here's what we did right. Here's what we did right. We got to keep doing. And honest to God, if it comes, I Getsy first half deserved an award because the play calling was great. It was absolutely phenomenal. Completely different from the first three weeks. Yeah. Second half Getsy, I want to kick right in the fucking taint again. Yeah. Like, God damn it. Do not let off the gas. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Because we're not going to keep teams to low points no. this season. It doesn't seem like this defense isn't clicking and it's still really banged up. So, and I think there was 11 plays after the fumble that they called. And I think only two of them are pass plays. So, obviously, he lost trust in fields, even after like a stellar performance like that. It almost like he's babysitting fields sometimes. Lost trust, or he still pretended like he was trying to manage game time to run it down to where to run the clock down to where we would be able to pull it off in the last minute or something. And I'm like, what the fuck makes you think we're gonna do that? Yeah. <laughs> With he's nine goddamn run plays. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. The good so, thing, I don't know, I feel like it does seem like online at least, and I, not even just Bears fans, but I you know, NFL fans and other people are looking and being like, this coaching is fucking awful. Like, you, Oh, yeah. To the point they're pitying Bears fans and being like, guys, this sucks for you guys. Like, this is awful. <laughs> like, Well, I've seen people in support of Fields, too, and being like, yeah, yeah that was a that, that play sucked. 
right? Like that sucked. Uh, but ultimately the play call is what sucked. Yeah. And ultimately the play calling after that is and what was, sucked. And to put him in that yeah. position again is what's fucking bullshit. I think so, where this puts us is like we have a really great I, and and just it's not this is nothing, you know, a deep analysis is pretty obvious. Like I said, you know, everyone online can see it. But I think we have a really great roster and guys that are at the very least are putting forth effort. Because you see some of those runs that Herbert had, you see some of the effort that Justin Fields was making, that our receivers were making, that even though our defense wasn't doing good, they were still putting forth effort and trying. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think yeah, they certainly didn't go out bad just coaches, fucking stand there. But a great roster that is that wants to win and that is trying their hardest and is being held back by coaching. By 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 coaching or lack thereof. Yeah. You know, and so, so for me, where do we, where does this put us with fields? Is it, was that your question? Uh, Yeah. I mean, just a little bit with fields. Like, I mean, do you still think, I I still think he needs to go. He needs to go because this organization has made it very fucking clear that they're not going to do what they need to do to develop him or build a scheme full fucking game around him to support him. At the very least, trust him through and through, you know, and, and be as invested in him as he, you know, whether he is fully or not. Justin Fields at least tries to give the impression that he is fully trusting of the coaching staff. And I don't think that has been reciprocated. I think at this point it's a script now. Yeah. I think he's doing what he needs to do because he's still under that contract. And yeah, I, I think he doesn't believe it as much anymore. And he should, he absolutely should fucking not. No. Believe. Yeah. You shouldn't trust him. You shouldn't trust him with the damn. Do you think even, the, even if we uh, got rid of the coaches, would you still want Fields to get out of here? Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to bring in a, a no. It's going to be hard to find a coach that's willing to come in to this goddamn dumpster fire and like turn it around. I mean, Ryan Poles built a bunch of this with Eberflus, right? Like with this idea in mind, the personnel that we went out and traded for, the personnel that we went out and trade uh, traded spots for, for like are are based on the conversations he had with Eberflus. Like Flus is the one that helped so much in building what we have or truly what we don't have yeah and so at that point i think it's going to be a clean house situation and i fully support fields getting the fuck out of here and hopefully landing with the team where where he will get someone that can what is he he was saying he'd be good with the falcons i saw watch gino you know like like take the gino route yeah right yeah you know find the situation that fits you i want more than anything for him to be the guy and i love him so much but i just yeah I mean, if he goes and if he does take the Gino route, I wouldn't blame him, and I would support him 100% wherever he goes. I love Justin what Fields. If, He's great. What if the Bears picked up, like, Ben Johnson as their head coach? The Lions OC. You would have to at least see what he can do in that system, right? Yeah. I'm <laughs> not saying it's going to happen, but I think Ben I, Johnson I, is going to be out after this year. I'm not saying he needs to go. Uh, like he needs to go with these people. He, if these people remain here, he needs to leave. Uh, if a new system came in, I feel like he would end up going. Um, mostly because it's going to be that's hard what to find someone that's willing to bring him in and try to try him out in their system, right? Unless they know that they're going to do a rebuild year and he's willing to play through that and try to earn that spot and maybe that system does work for him and he does get a coaching staff that actually provides development and support for him then maybe that could work um but i you know i just don't see him staying long term if <laughs> shit does not shit's not gonna get fixed right now yeah it's just not not this season Eberflus has to go he's got to get the fuck out yeah he's making terrible calls he's does not have the right 
people working with him very clearly. Uh, Getsy is Getsy's a, a is fucking worthless to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he showed a little br- glimmer of brilliance in that first half with with the scheme, and then he made a terrible fucking choice, right and then he made leg. another terrible fucking choice of not adjusting when necessary on multiple occasions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, if anything, what have you done? What at all have you done? You have built this. You you, you we've talked nonstop leading into this season about Poles and Eberflus wanting to build the the well, fuck what's the word I'm looking for culture. the uh the culture right the culture of the team tell me more about your culture tell me more about the culture of not winning of not finishing games of having a defensive coordinator that is gone after the first game due to inappropriate behavior that still has not been clarified explained. or explained yeah we still don't have any understandings with that. A culture, a culture of, where yeah. where you're going out there and giving mixed messages on whether or not you told one of your star wide receivers to come to the game yeah. or not. Yep, you can't get your facts straight even about what's going on in your own team. Even when multiple reporters are working together to break it down into the simplest fucking second grader terms for you to understand the goddamn question, and you can't give a straight answer. Mm. <laughs> like, and then. Was he told like the the whole thing about I don't know Omar if you want to find the clip from his post game but that that bit specifically about Claypool yeah and like was it his choice or did you tell him not to come and like that whole interaction that he had with the media at the time you y'all need to go listen to it because it is like it, what are you trying like, to say <laughs> yeah it's like a a second grade boy backtracking yeah nonstop and stumbling over words and be like, sorry what was the question what, what are you asking what don't don't do that don't yeah. gaslight my question don't you fucking cunt don't do that to me yeah i'm a grown-ass man like, i know better than that yeah yeah he i think a, a culture too of like i mean these guys me more about these guys culture. have looked these guys have looked us in the face every week these past four games and act like we aren't watching the fucking games with their explanations and, and their reasoning and this, this and that. And and it's bullshit. And I'm really sick of it. I'm really sick of, of Eberflus going to the podium and acting, you know, Oh, well we, you know, we could have executed better here. We could have blah, blah, blah. Just be this mealy mouth bullshit. I like, I'm truly just so sick of it. Oh, what was the other t- phrase that he used? Um, he low key threw uh, fields under the bus too this week. Uh, he made the comment about, um, disciplined needing to be disciplined. That, you know, we came out we're and being disciplined. Disciplined? We had 10 fucking penalties for 91, for 91 yep. yards. Yeah. Like, what was disciplined about that? Disciplined? Tell me more about being disciplined with your defensive coordinator being gone after the first week. See how I keep harping back on this? Like, yeah. tell me about your culture. It's not. It's, it's dog not shit. There. It's dog shit. It's dog shit. So you're up there. You're feeding me horse shit. And I'm tired of eating horse shit. I'm not eating it anymore. I'm not buying what you're selling. I'm not smelling what you're stepping in. Like, yeah. no, we're done. Yep. We're fucking done. Get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> this no, is not I'm an okay. abusive relationship. I don't think I can change you. Like, I can't <laughs> save you. Get out. Yeah. We're done. No, I'm with you. I'm out. And I think most of the fans are out. Fuck you, Maddie Bufusi. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> fucking Nagy 2.0. At least Nagy could go fucking eight and eight, get us to the playoffs once, dickhead. God, we just keep hiring these fucking idiots, man. 
Never again. If the, if the next, if they hire another guy like this that comes in talking about hits principles, talking about changing the culture, talking about getting these guys to buy in, blah, blah, blah. I'm not buying in. Fuck you. Bullshit. Uh, Did you hear Tomlin's uh, comments after the Steelers lost to the Texans? Which one? No. He was asked, he was asked by the media, like, are there going to be, are there going to be changes following this game? He said, hell yeah, there are. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> But it's just yeah, straight, straight up. like yeah, that's what you that, that that's the kind of coach you need. Literally yeah. someone who like never had a losing season, you know, like that's he's like, I'm I fully expect to see changes. I don't know what changes are gonna take place. I don't know what's available. We're changing something. I don't know if we're gonna see I don't think if, I don't know if we're gonna see Trubisky Trubisky starting again for them or what. Yeah. But like, <laughs> Imagine Team Trubisky. Yeah, Pickett did get injured, I think, right? Who? Pickett, Kenny Pickett, the Steelers quarterback. I don't know if he got injured, but he played like dog shit for sure. He did get injured. I just don't know how like long of an injury it was. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what kind of changes they would look at. But if he's, you know, he he might be at the point of fuck it, let's try it. Mm. Why not? You know, like their OC is the worst part. Matt Canada is fucking trash. He might be worse than Getzy. Who knows? All right, and he, those uh, two need to go start a club. Yeah, <laughs> can check each other off fucking somewhere. Far away Mary. from both of those teams. Any more on the game or uh, where we are? I don't think as so. an organization. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, if I showed you the stats of 471 total yards, four touchdowns, quarterback rating at like at a certain time, he was at like 138.2. It was you know, like yeah. he was damn near perfect. Yeah. And then uh, 26 first downs. Um, you know, like if I showed you all that and told you that we still lost. Yeah. <laughs> like if I showed you that before telling you the score, like odds are that team would have won. Yeah. Like you just work basic, basic math probability, Statistics. right? Yeah. <laughs> like so um so for me, I I I still saw really good things, and I hope to God that on this short week, the guys are able to hone in on the positives. And honestly, I would love to see Fields out there if we get a lead some miraculously against the Browns and or the Commanders, and and if we get if we get a lead against the Commanders and that and they start going conservative conservative again conservative again with their play calling. I would love to see Fields or one of the other mm, senior members of yeah. this league, yeah. like DJ Moore, step the fuck up and be like, fuck that shit. We're doing this. Yeah. You know, like, no, I'd love that change team. the goddamn call. We're not doing yeah. that. You know, like, if you if you go through with that, I'm walking off this. <laughs> yeah, right like, I would love that. I would love like, nothing I more need... for these players to take charge and, and succeed in spite of the And honestly, rally stats. around yeah, like, Fields. Yeah. Do it. So I don't know. That's I'm with you. I, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm right there with you. Um, watching back the second half and reading up on like the press conferences and stuff like that, it seemed like the Broncos created more like dink and dunk plays in the second half for R- Wilson to like hit a rhythm. Um, even oh, you mean they changed the scheme to match the quarterback in the setting that he was in? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, <laughs> I mean, even Demarcus Walker said that. I mean, they had all these stunts and they were getting in his face, but he was just getting it out quick. So that's how they started hitting a rhythm on offense. Fields, just to, you know, <laughs> glaze him a little more. He had a couple, he had that one really good, I don't know if you saw that, 
if you remember that pass where he was like someone was right in his face and they hit him as he's like throwing the ball and he still delivered a fucking dime. He was so accurate this game. It was awesome to watch. And I just thought it was really cool to see him like step in that pocket and despite the pressure in his face, just like be like, fuck it. I'm throwing this ball where it needs to go. And it went and it was, and it was great to watch. I loved seeing that. And I, I would love to see more, but all right, we're done talking about the Bears and the Broncos. We are now going to go into the NFC North vibe check. Vibe check. With Isaac Turgeon. Starting with the Lions versus the Packers. We had an NFC North matchup game this week to decide we who to will be here. winning. We could, skip, we could roll this one over. No, want. I want to really. Let's, uh, let's really <laughs> dig into this one, I think. Lions versus Packers. We might spend more time on this one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll start. I'll get you, I'll get you started, Isaac, if go you want. <laughs> you said, here, let me have Let me have yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, let's do this. Because I, I have some shit talking for the Packers. Fair enough. Uh, Packers lost to the Lions on Thursday night football. I can't say this is I was too the Lions upset. division at this point. It is their division. They looked great. They did. Absolutely. It made me miss uh, David Montgomery because he was running oh, yeah. all over the Packers. He really was – he had a great game. It's it's really annoying when the opposing running back has like a season-high career, you know, game against <laughs> us every fucking week. Yeah. Like it there is. has to be something like – they keep saying, oh, we're going to make changes. Like even after Bijan Robinson – and the Falcons went for 200 yards on the ground against us. They're like, well, we're going to make changes. You know, we've got to make changes. And it's the same fucking – David Montgomery is putting 130 yards on us, bro. Like, Well, put some put some respect on it. Don't say it like that. You say, you say yeah, it like I David mean, Montgomery is like a fucking slouch. Like he's yeah. – <laughs> 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 come on. Has it, when was the last time he hit 130 yards on the ground? I mean, come on. Let's find it. Here, I'm going to do your job. Let me find that. <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> The play calling for the offense fucking sucked. Yeah. We we had an interception to start the game. So we started in the red zone. And Yeah, Goff threw an interception to start off. That was yeah, pretty crazy. Which was like it was a great defensive like uh sequence from us because mm-hmm. we were blowing up plays and we got the pick and I was like, Holy shit, this is gonna be a good ass game. Yeah. And then once the offense stalled, <laughs> I was like, Holy shit, like there's nothing that's gonna get What are you giggling about? What'd you find? You found something. <laughs> Share, he, <laughs> share with us. At one thirty, it's one hundred and twenty-one yards, right? Okay. Oh, uh, against the Packers. Yeah. Has he ever hit like, one year ago? Nine eighteen against the Packers. Yeah, exactly. he had one hundred and twenty-two so yards. Against, exactly. So both of his highest running games have been against the Packers. Exactly what I'm fucking saying. He's every opposing running back has like the Eagles last year against us had their highest rushing yards in a game since 1946. Like. Get your fucking head out of your ass. Like, there's something that's going wrong. <laughs> Gotta stop around. I will say David Montgomery fucking shows out against NFC North because going back through his history, I'm in 2020, 2021, 146 against the Vikings, 103 against the Packers, uh, 21, 22, 106 against the Lions, 108 against the Rams. So not the NFC North, but I mean like – Oh, no. Like he's done now, and now we gotta well. go against <laughs> 113 against the Vikings. He's gonna shit on us. us I mean, he he shows out against the NFC North. He's gonna shit on sure. the Bears, dude. He's gonna, he's gonna fucking. He's gonna fucking. Yeah. We better. I, I don't know. We, lube up. we better lube up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Me and you, baby. We're we like should've... we're like this. You should. <laughs> you. <laughs> you. Sh... This. This is what would have happened if if Fields and Komet were on the same wavelength, right? <laughs> Maybe we can meet up with them. Give them. Give them a few pointers. Oh, that's oh, funny. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Keep, keep <laughs> oh, going. Let's, yeah. let's break this one. You just got to so... power through, Isaac. That's the that's the key here. <laughs> so we go into this game. Our left tackle is going on IR. Not great. Our left guard is injured. Not going on IR, so he should be back in a little bit. Our right tackle has a knee problem. And then our right guard gets an ankle issue right away. So Matt LaFleur, with his fucking big brain, is like, yeah, let's do these five-man protections against a D-line that absolutely dog-walked the Falcons last week. Dog-walked us last year as well. Let's do these five-man protections, empty sets, and let's let's figure it out. And then just uh, Jordan Love just got fucking killed. Like play he after was play. getting wrecked. All I that was it hard to watch. Hit a point well, no, it was I nice to watch. I was like, God damn, dude! That must have been hard for a for a Packers fan to watch because I yeah, that was t- I was like, he is just getting wrecked all game. It was nuts. The second play of the game, we went empty. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? We're in the red zone. We're going empty on second and 10. Like five-man protection against this fucking line that... Monstrosity of a line. Yeah. yeah. Five injured man protection. Yeah. Damn. And it set us us up for a third and 20. And I was just like, this is going nowhere. Like if you have your line is depleted like that, you can't be calling long developing plays like that. You need short dink and dunk plays yeah. or runs even like what the fuck. But yeah, three straight passes, third and third and 20 field goal. It, it really set the tone for our offense for the fucking entire first half. Cause I don't know. It's a, it's a young team, but it's not young play callers. Our coaches are, they know, should know better in the league. Yeah. yeah. You got to help your fucking young people out. Like, Jordan Love. Well, Matt LaFleur, too. I I feel like he, I mean, the Packers in general get a lot of love from NFL and the NFL announcers, but I do feel like Matt LaFleur gets a lot of credit, too, just in general. I think he's, he, I don't know what the fuck he's doing with that game plan. Yeah. I, that was such a shitty game plan. He's not helping his young people out at all. I mean, your entire pass catchers are all unexperienced and they're like, to go against this defense, he his idea is to get long developing plays and just have Jordan Love sit in the pocket and put all the pressure on like, the line. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, on an injured line, the line and on Love yeah. to fucking figure it out. Like this is his first primetime game starting. Like I don't know what the fuck he thought was behind that. Um, the Lions just fucking killed us all game. I mean, they out muscled us. They out you know dogged us. They they bitched us all game yeah no and lines played great they looked great they looked up clean. and down they looked clean the they looked yeah it was they wild. they i think it's going to be very hard for anyone to take the nfc north away from them yeah <laughs> like, for sure. yeah, i don't see it they're they're gonna have to give it up yeah. basically they're gonna have to be like no you like that's and, and they don't look like that kind of team this year no. that would do that they they look like they can go six and zero in the division like easily mm-hmm. yeah but yeah any, i mean you got any more on green bay it's just i'm tired of seeing the defense play super passive i mean we're letting we 
we have the Vangio style defense where it's like we have a shell and we prevent the explosive plays. But how many fucking times are you going to put two D linemen out there with two linebackers and expect a different result? Like the Lions were just fucking licking their lips looking at our defensive sets and like, okay, run up the middle, run up the middle, run up the middle. And they fucking got seven yards every fucking time. And I'm just like, how many times is this going to happen where we just get out muzzled? I mean, that Lions defense is full of like, just people who are just want to put you in the fucking ground. Yeah. And the Packers don't have anybody like that on defense, except for like Rashawn Gary. Bunch of lions on the lions. Just, our defense is super passive. Aiden Hutchinson was just fucking destroying our line all game. Mm. I, I thought he was going to be more of like a, a high floor, low ceiling kind of pass rusher when they drafted him. But it turns out, I mean, he's the fucking, he can go as high as he wants. I mean, he's going to be up there with the top of the league by the end of this year. He's just, I mean, single-handedly just destroying O-lines. I mean, just him creating all that pressure is just opening shit up from everyone else on the line and just, it's, that defense is really fucking good. And I hope Brian Branch is okay because he fucking rules. That's all I got. I'm just <laughs> he looks so defeated, really brother. He look you look so downtrodden right now. <laughs> Who me? Yeah, you look so <laughs> Well, cause I like had some hope too, but I was just like You sound you like a Bears like fan. Do, you sound bro. like a Bears exactly. fan right now, brother. <laughs> the the lines we should just start so a club. Much, the lines are so much better than us right now. Oh. It's to be expected. I mean they they're very well coached. Hmm. Oh, absolutely. They have done yeah. their rebuild these last few years extremely well. Mm-hmm. Like, extremely well. Yeah, they got fucking killers on that. On that their their head guy, team. too, is... What's the guy, what's their coach's name? Dan Campbell. Yeah, Dan Campbell. You would think he was... I mean, I kind of thought he was kind of a cornball. But, I mean, he's legit, yeah, I man. Mean, everyone did. That stuff that he's coming out... Like, I mean, the players look like they're bought into it. And even if they're not, I mean, he's executed... Execu- they're executing in a way that I think... They will at least look if they don't buy into the cornball, they fucking look past it and still believe in him, you know, because they 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 see the results they've gotten. One of my biggest cool, issues cool this year with the play calling on the Packers side is Jordan Love, when he gets in a rhythm, right? He's he can be really good. I mean, he hits these times where he's like twelve of fifteen straight passes where he'll complete. But we're not doing anything to get him in rhythm early. Mm. I mean, we're frustrating, we're doing- isn't it? Yeah, we're doing these long plays where he's just going to get fucking killed, especially from the interior. I mean, our center is trash. Our guards are injured. You know, fucking make some adjustments, <laughs> switch some shit up. And it's just. They, are we talking about the Bears right now? or the <laughs> It's just the play calling is really fucking. It's been that's the bear nose. That's the bear bullshit. snout rub right that you got going right now. That's the bear's nose. That's the bear's snout rub. We're recording this part. We need to put yeah, that. Yeah, let's clip like, that. Maybe all of us at one point. But... Oh, God, I mean, Josh Jacobs is probably going to go for like two hundred on us next week. Like, <laughs> Who you guys got next Ooh, week? I need to start him in my fantasy next week. Actually, yeah, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> any running back that's playing the Packers, fucking yeah, just <laughs> pick the over. But I mean, we. They're like, why is Stein keep trading out his running backs every week? That's a fine guy who's playing against the Packers. And then that so, week. yeah, and then someone keys in on it. Yeah, like, oh, he's just taking whoever the Packers are going. Like, yeah, it's uh, well, defense I think, uh, is getting very frustrating. Yeah, 
But I'm just glad we're not the only ones getting. Oh. <laughs> so, it's so annoying with all the blue chip talent that we have. Rashawn Gary, Jair, like all this shit. What the fuck? There's been Yannick no. Ngakwe, Tremaine Edmonds. <laughs> Edmonds. <laughs> There's no good. Like, they can't like cohesively play together. I'm just like, what the fuck? Quay Walker. They're not, they're not gelling. We haven't seen, you know, all of them on the field together, like consistently to be able dead, to see the bro. dogs I'm be dogs. Right <laughs> hey, Quay Walker looks good. 19 tackles. I'll take that. Um, he's, he, last year he showed the speed and the range to be there, but now he's put himself in position to utilize his speed and his strength. And um, I think he's playing better. Um, not good enough. But that's about it. Yeah, well, <laughs> not good enough. Yeah, he fucking jumped over the line to like. Did you see that? I mm-hmm. no, that was bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I probably did see it, but I don't remember it. it. We held him to a field goal at the end of the game, but he jumped over the blockers, and that's uh, unnecessary or unsportsmanlike conduct. Mm-hmm. So they had 15 yards, and then they scored a touchdown. Nice. So, all right, I'm done bitching about the backers. Stupid choices, right? <laughs> I mean, just dumb. That's the that's that personnel piece, right? Of of uh, we need to be disciplined. We're disciplined. The fuck you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like I said earlier. It's a young team, but it's not young play. Not coaches. young coaches. I mean, yeah. help your fucking right. team out. Yep. Like, come on. Yeah. All right. Well. That's all. Since you've since Vikings, you've yeah. suffered enough, uh, we'll move on to the, the Vikings, who had the Panthers, yeah. right? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, they this won, segment. but it wasn't convincing or pretty. God at all. no! I mean, they had twenty. I started minutes. Cousins this week, and that was stupid. he had a lot of they interceptions, had... didn't he? Two, yeah. Oh, two. I mean, that's not crazy. Too many, but that's but still. He, I think he only threw for like 180 yards or something. Mm, like that. Not even. I like think it was like 120. Yeah, he only completed twelve passes. I mean, they only had forty-four snaps on offense. Yeah, they completed one third down. Like they didn't, sounds like the Bears. That's <laughs> they didn't do shit to win this game, which is weird with an offense like that. But Kirk Cousins is getting stuck, just honing in too much on Hawkinson and Jefferson. And yeah. if they can take that away, then he's. Got I mean, they spent a first-round pick on. Addison. They're a very one-dimensional team still. Yeah. So. I mean, even with that, they can still put up a shit ton of yards if you're not careful, um, because they have a man. Their wide receiver course. They're Matt. That guy Great. Madison looks like he has some potential, though. What's his oh, What's yeah. his story? Is he yeah. younger guy or? He had been backing up his... Cook for a while. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I see him. Like, he looks like he He looks like he's got great runs. So I'm, I don't know. He, what... He's more of a power back. He's not like super explosive like Dalvin Cook was. Uh. So it's it's hard to like. He, he's yeah. He's not explosive, and his agility is not what Dalvin Cook's was. Definitely. <laughs> like, yeah. He's yeah. he's not at all what Cook was. So it's definitely a step down. But I mean, he can. He has good balance. He can, you know, mm-hmm. hang out there with the team. I mean, they had the running game going this game. I mean, they were he's a good them. lane runner too. Like, I mean, he can, yeah. because he just he will he will plow people for sure. Just gets north and south, and plowing people. Whoa, dude, relax. Whoa, dude. See what he did there. Yeah. Talking a lot about lube and plowing people <laughs> recently, Zach. <laughs> Well, you know what Fred it's said. On the mind. Yeah, sex, it's on the right? mind. It's on the <laughs> did brain. Did you see the Panthers pick six? No, I did not. So there's this player. So the only guy in open space to tackle the pick six 
was Kirk Cousins. And so there's this other corner. Oh. And once he saw Kirk Cousins, he <laughs> saw was, the block. He fucking went, he started hauling ass. He just <laughs> blasted to, to get him to like fucking nail him. So, because he knew it was like, oh, this is my shot yeah, to, to fucking kill the level cl- Kirk Cousins. <laughs> there is a good takeaway. Clean hit, too. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Hit, I love so. it. That's so There's funny. a good takeaway for the Bears in this game. Oh. The Panthers look like shit. Mm-hmm. So but it looked like true. we could end up with the number one and number two picks. <laughs> Yay. Woo. Love that. And everybody wants everybody wants us to use it on Caleb Williams because we never learned anything. As a fan base or an organization, don't we have the potential to to for us to take one and two? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. Like the Bears. The Bears. So you're trying to take Williams and and uh, fuck, what's his name? Marvin um, Harrison. Yeah, Harrison Jr. Right? Like that's that would be that would be a complete change on your offense. That'd be fucking awesome to be. Honest. We would also need a completely different offensive coordinator yeah, for sure. And like. Everything would have to change. Everything. Clean house again. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So I don't know if I have it in me. I read something that I don't know. Was Eberflus hired before polls? It was weird. Saw... It was in the middle. I I was okay. seeing that too. It was in the middle. It was like I think uh, polls was, had just come in when they had just brought brought uh, Eberflus in for like the first. So he didn't. He didn't handpick Eberflus. I don't know. I mean, there's I there's an interview where he talks. I think he was part of the decision making, but and I don't know how I, much of it is uh, is you know him saying what he's got to say. But he there is an, an interview out there where he they ask him and he's very much like, "Yep, I knew like as soon as I met Eberflus, like I knew he was the guy." Like, and they say, "When you know, you know." I consult a lot of people around the league that are really successful, blah blah blah. So I felt like I really knew with him and brought him in, and blah blah, and just basically like owning and being like, "Yeah, this is this was my choice mostly." And now again, I don't know how much of that is him saying what he's got to say and how much of it is true, but I'm willing to believe that. That's it, you know? right? Like they, they, they're a multi-million dollar company that has a very, like they have a PR department for a reason. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I mean, I don't know. Tough to say, but um, I mean, that's it for the NFC North. Yeah, uh, Lions. Lions own it now. their spot. So there's. Yeah, and, Packers Good for them. Still trying to figure shit out. Vikings suck, and uh, yeah, I'll let you guys handle the Bears <laughs> comments. If the Vikings suck, I don't know what we do. We're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're Pack it up, scooping up shit. Yeah. So, all right. So this next week, well, that wraps up the NFC North. Actually, before before we keep going, I do real quick want to give a, a shout out to our guy Fifty Deuce for the fucking show out that he had. Against the Raiders, did you see that? Khalil Mack. Yeah. yeah. Did he have a really? Yeah. You did you see his stats? I didn't see it. All right, so six sacks, so flirting with the all-time record, right? He was one shy of that, uh, but he joins only five people, five NFL players, um, in tallying six sacks in an NFL game. The last person to do it was uh, Osi Uminyora in week four of the 2007 season when he was with the Giants and they were playing against the Eagles. Uh, but on top of that, he had 10 tackles. He had 10 quarterback pressures, seven quarterback hits, and two forced fumbles. 
Like <laughs> this dude, Come back. this man straight up had a, he has a vendetta against the Raiders. Like, yeah. no, no, it's like, he is still not let go of that 2018. Yeah. I think he has since joining the chargers, he has 16 sacks and nine of them are against the Raiders. That's dude, awesome. Did you see his stats before this game? He had fucking nothing. He had no oh yeah. Stats. Yeah. When you, when you look at, I think he was like, uh, what ranked like 111th on pass rushing or something like that? Because yeah, I didn't he think he even zero, had a sack this season yet. He had a 0% pass um, rush win, uh, win rate and all that. He had zero sacks on the year. Yeah, I think so. He had zero sacks. He had 6.4% was his is his uh, his win rate. And um, I know one of the things that they talked about in a couple of the articles that I, I was looking at was like, uh, obviously that doesn't take into consideration how many times he is how many times he has double teamed like he is still very much a force to be reckoned yeah, with yeah, how much the count numbers may not look yeah. like it um granted he also was going against a a very green quarterback this week with jimmy garoppolo still out with his injury um but even still like that line could not protect him at all they could do nothing to stop him like that he that man did whatever the fuck he wanted <laughs> and like it holy shit that's awesome like, i think that's one of the best stat lines i've seen from a linebacker in in a very long yeah, time good for him. so um yeah i just want to big, big shout out to him. him i understand yeah. why we traded him like, oh yeah yeah we had to rebuild strut yeah. like we couldn't afford yeah, it yeah. and the rebuild was coming he needed to go on but so yeah and regardless know, it, was, it was good to see him like we love to see uh yeah we love to see a former bear go do great things yeah so I just wanted to give a quick shout out. I don't know if you'll keep that part in. No, here, for that, sure. I'll keep that in. That was a, at least a little bit of pride got a lot I of, felt throughout that. Got a lot of love for Khalil Mack yeah. and his time here. I like. I enjoyed him being here. All right. So that wraps up the NFC, NFC North. And uh, now we're going to go into a little bit of a week five preview. The Bears have the Commanders next week. Commanders right now are two and two. And they almost beat the Eagles last week. Which is, they had a hell of a game. They went into OT game. and they only lost by a field goal, which is pretty impressive. Uh, I'm gonna lean on you guys a little bit more here because I really am not caught up on the Commanders that much. I and I was honestly shocked to see that they had come that close to the to the Eagles, especially when they got stomped out by the Bills the week before. So what, I mean, what's their kind of? I mean, what's their recipe for success? Like, what are their strengths and stuff like that? How did they do so well? Because their quarterbacks. I mean, he's what in his second year. Mm-hmm. He and, and I, I hadn't heard the name. I wasn't aware of him. So I mean, it's yeah, not the quarterback, I mean, is it? You know, what is it? You guys know. They also picked up Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs last year as their offensive play caller. Mm-hmm. So and they have, you know, one of the best wide receivers in Terry McLaurin, and then a young star in Jahan Dotson. So they just have a really good explosive offense. Um, they have a young explosive offense mm-hmm. who have a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. They're one of those that. It kind of reminds me of what the Lions were a couple of years ago, and and not just that, but their their offensive line is fairly stout. Like they're a decent offensive line. Yeah, they're not the commanders. Dog trash. Yeah, they're not terrible. They are. They have twenty four um, sacks this whole year. And we almost gave up twenty four sacks in one game. <laughs> like, <I don't> <laughs> That's what it feels but like. They have like, like literally, they've given yeah. Up a lot of sacks. They've given up. They gave up nine <laughs> against the Bills. Well, I mean, we're talking about the Bills. Yeah, the Bills. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they had five against the Eagles. Again, talking about the Eagles, like they're they're they are going up some of the top teams at the very beginning. Uh, yeah, there. I mean, the Eagles defensively like, are really good, but their their offensive line is is 
not terrible. The numbers aren't a great in their favor. Their offensive line is better than ours. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just going to throw that Not that the bar is very high, um, but still, it's, uh, yeah. Um, but their defense is also fairly decent, mm. like above average. So if they're one of those teams that I wouldn't be surprised if they end up going like eight and eight and, you know, squeaking in or just missing a wild card. Yeah. You know, like that's. Um, I think they have the most stacked defensive line in the league. 100%. I mean, they don't always. I mean, they just got Chase Young back, but. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, De'Aaron Payne. I think Chase Young is probably the worst player on that <laughs> on that defensive line right now, but he could be the best. Yeah. I mean, I don't know um, at this point in his career, but he, since he had those injuries and shit like that, but this that defensive line is fucking insane. Their secondary is, their corners aren't that great. So they were relying on the rookie last week a lot and he just kept getting burned. Looks like we're in for a pretty tough matchup, I'd say, against the commanders. From the trenches standpoint, for sure. Yeah. And I mean Sam Howell can fucking sling it too. I mean, he's he has some poor decision making here and there, but he well, he's younger can, too. I mean, that's expected. He has great anticipation and he can fit it in spots where, you know, he shouldn't be throwing to. So it looks like it's gonna be a pretty tough matchup. Uh, the Bears. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we can play like I we still did think this it's week, a winnable yeah, game. If we can play like we did this week, if we can get around the coaching some way, somehow, I think it's, I don't think it's too far off to it's a winnable game, like you're saying. But it, it's just, I mean, it's hard. The, it's hard when the, the calls that are being made for our, you know, on our side and the lack of adjustments, it does I don't feel too confident about it. What were you going to say? The biggest thing here is it's a short week. And that can go one of two ways for teams, right? Where, uh, especially coming off of a loss like we did, the it could either be very good because we can distract ourselves and say, look, we don't have time to wallow and pity party and we have to move on. Like immediately back into the office the next day, game prepping for, for Thursday. Um, or we are going to watch the bears fucking implode and we're not going to see a single ounce of positivity come out of like what we saw <laughs> earlier in the game Sunday. And yeah. it's just going to be, uh, and we end up making the commanders look like a legit playoff team, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of which way is this going to go? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I sincerely it's hope just, yeah. that it goes just that depends. we see positives and i want i want it to be a dogfight i want that only because i want our team to be able to experience that and finish that yeah you know like you need that experience yeah i mean you were talking about you know they don't they don't know how to win we can't it's, win and it, yeah it's hard i think that's something that that is something that i feel like initially i usually feel like that's kind of a What's that word? I I feel like that's sometimes like a sports cliche, like they don't know how to win. But I mean, mm-hmm. when you go a year as a team or you go even four games as a new team and you haven't won a game yet, I do think that factors in where you don't know how to finish a game. You don't know how to overcome adversity, you know, in the moment. And it can be really tough. 
So I think it just depends which Bears team shows up and uh, what the coaches decide to do. But where is minimal. it? Uh, I'm not sure. Where is I the I don't game? think it's in Chicago. Yeah. No, it's in Washington. It's, yeah. So it's at Washington. Didn't we have the same Thursday night last year and it was just a fucking snooze fest? Was that I last year? I thought it was Carson Wentz and shit. No, it was last year. It was like 12 to 9 or some bullshit like that. <laughs> did you see too? Did you see... I should have brought. I totally forgot. I should have brought this up like way, way earlier. I'll probably cut this and put it back at the beginning. But did you see that there were um, there were networks that were asking the NFL or whatever with the contract, or whatever? They're basically like asking to not be forced to play the Bears Broncos game. Like they were asking to be let out of like out of the agreement was, and being like, "Don't make us play this game. Like, can we play another game? Can we put another game on?" It was uh, October thirteenth last year. It was twelve to seven. Yeah, yeah. ugly game. Yikes. This should be a little more interesting. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Again, it just depends on who shows up and which which Bears team shows up. The one from last week or the one from the first three weeks. All right. No comments on the uh on the on the CBS network thing then I guess. <laughs> I thought that I mean, was are you surprised? Funny. No, Honestly, I'm not surprised. I'm not, I just thought <laughs> I mean it's, if it's yeah. not gonna bring in I understand it from a business perspective, right? Yeah. Like, but I don't know if people are going to turn in, you know, tune into it. I, you know, yeah. Maybe DC people will. <laughs> you know, as far as like, hey, we might actually get another win. You know, whereas, I oh think no, she- it was for last week. Oh, for this for last the Bears, week. yeah, for this last week there was for Bears Broncos. Yeah, really? Yeah, there well, was people. Yeah, they were trying to I get out of be, airing it. I thought it would be fairly entertaining, just with like, you would have one. I thought it was going to be more of what it turned into at the end. I thought it was going to be more of a of of a one for one. Yeah. Co- coming down to kind of a final play. I did not think one was going to run away with it and it looked like we were running away with it for a while, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um but also yeah, like I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Any final thoughts here? Uh honestly, you know, I'm I'm sh- I'm just going to give a quick shout out to Justin Fields because I know he's a big fan of the podcast and listens regularly multiple times actually from what I understand. Um, But, uh, you know, first off, Fields, call in anytime. You know, we welcome you. Um, um, But keep your head up, please. Like, I know it sucks and I feel for you, but Jesus Christ, like keep your head up, keep moving forward, just lead as best you can. And for the love of all that is holy, if you feel at a certain point of the game, then like you're like, dude, we shouldn't be doing this. We should not be letting off the gas. Then change it, man. Change it. The fans would support you. I 100%. Like, I believe that wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't let this fucking dog shit coaching staff bring you down. Don't let this fucking organization that consistently makes bad decisions break you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's what I got. I got nice. nothing else. I'm done. Yeah, nice. Uh, I got nothing else either. Isaac, you got anything? Just take that as no. No, all right. So, Stein, what do you got for the people that you would like to share? Check out my other podcast, Chick Flicks with Dicks. Flicks is spelled with an X. We are on just about any podcast channel that you can find. Please rate and review it as well if you are enjoying that. I would absolutely start with episode one of season one. Um, go back. It's one of my favorite ones, uh, but I also watch for a couple new episodes will be dropping here in the next month or two. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got. 
Cool. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm, my handle is O-H-M-A-R Daniel, Omar Daniel. Uh, if you want to listen to any of my music, it's on anywhere you listen to music. It's just Omar Daniel, no H. Uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram. I keep everything updated there. I try to have a little bit of fun there sometimes too. But uh, other than that, Isaac, you got anything? Instagram, Isaac, E-Y-E-Z-E-C-K. I stay updated with all my projects and stuff like that. I got an EP in a few weeks. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so that's cool. where I keep everything updated. All right, guys, if you want to follow the podcast on social media, the big ones right now are TikTok and Instagram. We're at the Bear Claw Pod on both of those. If you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at bearclawpodcontact at gmail.com. If you're listening, first off, big thank you to everyone who's been listening. Um, we really, really appreciate it. We try to have fun with this. Hopefully you guys have fun and we appreciate any time that you spend listening to us and we are very grateful for that. Um, but yeah, if you could also just give us a rate and review, you know, that'd be nice. That would help us. And if you want to share us with any friends, any other Bears fans who are struggling to find fun in this season, um, yeah, please share with, share with them and get the word out. But yeah, we appreciate you if you're listening. Thank you very much. So yeah, we'll be back next week after the game. I have a challenge for our listeners. Challenge them. I want people to hit us up at, G- at our Gmail account or, or you know DM us on Instagram or whatever. Uh, I want to know who you would bring in as the new head coach. Mm. Like we might as well start talking about that now. Yeah, I'm very interested to see Ben like, Johnson. I, I that's, that's a, the best. That's a great. Honestly, yeah. that's a great. I, I hadn't even thought of that, and so like I'm very interested to see what people have to say. Yeah, so, yeah. Throw out some names. Give us a reason why. Now, if you're just fucking around with your choice, that's cool too. But like, yeah. if you have a legitimate, you're like, we, you absolutely should go. And here's why. Like, that would that'd be awesome. I'd love to. Hear yeah, that. whether serious or a troll, either one, send them in. We'll yeah. read them. Take them. Yeah, on. we'll probably read them on yeah, the next Chiefs, episode. Uh, play callers, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs should, OC. If, yeah, yeah, I think I he could, could bring. He could bring some juice to Chicago. I think. Yeah, probably something we yeah. haven't ever seen before. You know, something like yeah, something, something new, new. Something. How many games does Eberflus have to win to retain his job for next year? He has to win out. The rest of yeah, I was going to say the rest of them at least. And even then, I'm not sure I'd want him back. And, and you know who we have up in the next three games, right? Yeah, goodbye, <laughs> Eberflus. Then, at so, that point. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. And yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I don't want him back. I don't think no. anyone does. All right, guys, just want to say one final thanks to uh, the listeners. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you, Stein, for being here. Um, we'll catch you guys next week, as always, as recently, I should say, not as always, but as recently. Chin up, bear down. Catch you next week. Deuces. <laughs>